Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Meta Nerds Podcast. I am your host, Rico. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, our resident anime sensei, Marcus. And making his long-awaited return to the podcast, Senor Taco, the captain of the Congas, the sizzling <laughs> small forward, Rudy! What's up, Rudy? What's up, Marcus? How's it going? I'm, I'm going to let Rudy, because that was good. <laughs> Bro, that was the coolest fucking intro. <laughs> hey dude i always crack up Enrico always has a new one for me wait and this and i was already cracking up when he started saying was it the sizzling i said no dude oh no man that was bro uh, the sizzling of the con- dude ah oh, that was so good <laughs> anyway i am in the energy you know hey i'm i do you gotta bring it you gotta do it i dude i am in plainview texas in the middle of fucking nowhere and I am psyched to be here, man. I'm so excited to be here. I know I texted you guys before. I texted Marcus before, like, hey, man, are you you guys doing a podcast? Uh, If you are, can I join? So I'm super uh, stoked that Marcus said, yeah, dude. Dude. Yes, you can. When it it comes to Rudy, Rudy's always, uh, clearly, Rudy's are, if there was a third guy, Rudy's probably joined our podcast more so than just about anybody else. And we always have a good time, and, and Rudy's just brings it. So every time Rudy comes, I say, hell yeah, you can come, baby. By all means, that's because me and Rudy, we're talking about football. It is Football Sunday, and Rudy's a Colts fan. I don't know if we ever touched base on that, but Rudy's a Colts fan, and uh, we Richardson not. went out, and, and Rudy, we, we haven't, we never, we've never mentioned it. Well, right uh-huh. now... Rudy is a Colts fan, and I and Rico and I always talk about the people in our friend group and just the different interests and teams we go for. Well, Rudy is a Celtics fan, like Omar, and Rudy is also a Colts fan, the only Colts fan in our friend group. So, how, how's it going for the Colts this year, Rudy? How do you feel about that, real quick? The Colts right now, man. The future, the future is fucking bright, super bright, and it was going super great because yesterday, <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor signed a three-year extension, and I messaged you, Marcus. I told you, yeah, yeah, Jonathan you did, yeah, Taylor yeah. with exclamation points, <laughs> and you asked, and you, and you said back, "What do you mean?" And you're like, "Oh my God, I just saw this. He signed a three-year extension, right? Jonathan yes. Taylor, our all-pro yes. back, right? The man, uh-huh. right? <laughs> and then today, Zach Moss, our backup." Has a fuck uh, uh, a career day, Game a career day, and then our starting QB, the stud, the future, which last week, if you if you're a follower of fantasy, had like twenty seven or twenty nine points in fantasy points, right? That's mm-hmm. great. That's good. He gets hurt in the first quarter. <laughs> the rookie, <laughs> and so how's it going? It's going. It, it was going. It's. I mean, it's going good because you signed your running back, and then it just it just went down. It. it, well, it what? It, yeah. It, it. 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 It went down. Like it's just like. Ugh, we won the game. We're three and two. Okay, yeah, that's what I was about to say. You are three and two, which I, you said. I believe you said on a message. You already tied last year. What was it? You already had more wins than last year. No. We have the exact same wins as last year. We already tied it up. Like, I mean, we're we're three and two. We've already matched our wins. But mm. as a Colts fan, it's just like to me, it's like Anthony Richardson is so good. He's so good, so much potential. But he can't 
stay healthy back to uh back to back games man i don't i don't know but it's his which, first year which kind of and and it's real weird uh I, and i'm alluding to the first game where jennifer lawrence pulls him aside and says hey you're great you're amazing you're doing amazing things just anybody and he told him just be careful because the hits here in the nfl are a little more rough than in college. That's exactly what he told him. And, and Anthony Richardson just is getting blasted some of these plays. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, again, it is exciting. So, I, yeah, I'm excited for I, you, man. I, I guess too. It's it's been a rough couple of years to be a Colts fan. So, props to you for sticking with your team post the uh, Manning, post the whole Andrew Luck thing and all that. So, uh, I guess seeing seeing those little things of excitement, you know. Your running back popping off, your backup popping off, you know, the potential in a, in a new stud QB. I mean, that must be super exciting. Uh, I mean, it's super exciting. And then when you mention props to you to stick in with your team, dude, I, I'm sticking on my team. Andrew Luck retired. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Andrew Luck team, retired. Man. Andrew Luck retired. The third preseason <laughs> game, okay? And yeah. then this guy, Jonathan Taylor, before the season starts, says, I'm not playing. Excuse <laughs> me. Excuse me. We're trying to win. <laughs> we are trying to win. <laughs> Fuck your how, feelings. How come you don't want me, man? <laughs> like, dude, all of it. I'm just like, ugh, I hate you. Like, tr- uh, dude, I told Marcus they they should trade him. <laughs> trade <laughs> him. No, Rudy, Rudy was mad. Rudy was mad. I, I'm I'm always trying to, yeah, man, you know, and uh, he's gonna get a good deal. It's gonna be okay. And Rudy, nah, we gotta trade him because he got to nut up or shut up. I said, oh man, Rudy's. <laughs> and by all means, right? You have to be uh very what is it animated about your team. It's your team. You can be as animated as you want. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. And people, people inquired. People, people. Uh, teams, other teams, you know, wanted to trade for him, but like I, I thought, give me a first, right? That was me. But mm-hmm. other teams probably lowballed the Colts, and they were like, "F you," which rightfully so. Why would you give up a twenty-four-year-old running back? But that was and it, the whole season. I think it's gonna be an up and down because Anthony Richardson probably he probably has a separate shoulder. So he probably he's probably gonna be out for a minute, dude. Garner Minshew, uh, Garner Minshew, here we come. I just come read on. right now. It might be like a, a was a strained sprained AC joint. I think is what I read somewhere. So I think that was the initial diagnosis here, or at least again what I've seen. But nonetheless, yeah. football. Rudy and I talk football. We love football, and Rudy has a quote. Some, the Eagles are playing right now and having a good time. Football Sunday is always fun, especially with fantasy football right around the corner. I love it. Yeah. So with that said, Rico, what do you have for us today? Uh, well, y'all brought up sports. You guys, uh, you know, that kind of is going to lead into our first topic, which is uh, we got word in the last couple of days that uh, Joel Embiid, which is one that I don't think too many people were expecting to show up for Team USA, has pledged to play for Team USA uh, in 2024 next year in the Olympics. Uh, so as it stands, I think that is kind of leading us in the direction where our potential starting five are going to be Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Joel Embiid (laughs) going into Team USA. Now, I know a lot of this is like started rolling when we kind of had a, I guess, a disappointment this year in FIBA. Where, you know, to be fair, the last few games, we had, 
Well, yeah, but I mean, ultimately, like, ultimately, anytime right, it's yeah, Team yeah. USA, it's Team USA, it's basketball. It's like, uh, you know, we expect to win. And uh, I guess there's a, there's a lot of talk around the around like podcasts, especially those centered around basketball. I, I usually listen to those. Uh, JJ Redick, uh, <laughs> Patrick Beverly, you know, are some of the ones that I like to listen to just because of, uh, you know, the knowledge that they have. Uh, talk about how FIBA is a lot different and you can't play guys in FIBA the way you play them in the NBA because they turn into somebody completely different. For example, we talked about Dennis Schroeder being the MVP of uh, FIBA this year and how uh, I think Germany went undefeated Mm -hmm. Uh, and he just popped off. Now that kind of compounded into like, oh, well, we have to send our best and our brightest. And to be fair, we've always taken the Olympics a lot more serious than FIBA, like historically in the United States. So... What do you guys think about this roster? What do you think of Embiid joining? What do you, who I, I saw, I think that they're trying to get, uh, I think I saw today earlier that they're also trying to pull in Drew Holiday from, you know, newly, newly uh, Celtic Drew Holiday uh, to get out there since, you know, he has some experience playing for Team USA and stuff like that. So uh, what do you, what do you think? What are you expecting from these guys? You think it's just going to be sheer and utter dominance? I feel like that's like the sentiment, right? That most people believe, but. Uh, who else? What other guys would you like to see on there? Like you know, maybe some younger, younger guns in there. Can I can I can I interject here for a minute? Go so for it. I have no idea that Joel Embiid was considered or gonna join. So I want to ask both of y'all, both of y'all, how in the world did that happen? That Joel Embiid is considered for the USA team? I thought he was considered for somebody else. Cameron, I, be- I know he has. I, 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 I believe. I, yeah, I believe he has eligibility to play for for three different teams. I think he 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 has wow. his choice to to go for three different countries, and I think his 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 big reason for this is uh, I I don't know how recent it was, but I know that he had a kid recently. Yes, okay. uh, and he he was born in Cameroon. He also has uh, French and American citizenship. Is what it is. So he could have chosen Cameroon, French, or America. And he said that uh, his kid is growing up to be an American. He's coming up here, and he wants to represent uh, his country that he lives in currently and the country of his son, which is why he's choosing America. Uh, So, Do you guys guys like that? I I like it. I like it, man. I'm I'm with it. I'm yeah. it's he's pride he's prideful and, and it, doesn't matter, it doesn't matter where where again the pride kind of stems from or comes from he's proud and I think that's awesome you know for somebody you know who can play anywhere says I want to play in the U.S. you know and, and I want to play in the U.S. for my son he's gonna grow up as American and he he has that that connection already and it's awesome the way he said it so I said I said damn that's huge you know what I mean and I was on the same boat with you Rudy. I always thought oh he has to play for either Cameroon or or uh, Fran- Fran- France and Rico kept saying, "Well, he also has U.S. I'll say U.S. because yeah, I didn't know. He, I totally forgot. You know, citizenship, dual citizenship, and then obviously in the place where you're born. But I think it's awesome, nonetheless. And our star lineup sounds amazing. I even read somewhere right now, just hey, all those people who are saying they're gonna play, they're gonna play, and you know, are very outspoken, might not even get an invite because what? There's 15 roster spots. Now we've seen a lot of no. people already say like, hey, you know, I want to play. You know what I mean?" Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Rico, uh, interrupt you for a second. Uh, can you can you tell me what the projected uh, roster spots were? 
uh, again, this is just like the projected starting five yeah. based on people that have shown interest. It would be Steph Curry, Kevin uh-huh. Durant, LeBron uh-huh. James, Anthony uh-huh. Davis, Joel Embiid. Wow. Uh, I, I did read also today again that they are reaching out to Drew Holiday, who they're trying to get, and he has he he's usually like answered the call and gone and played. So uh, I I don't see why he wouldn't be there. Uh, and since they're pursuing him, I, I mean, as long as he says yes, like he's he's in. Can I right? be? The, can I? Yeah, for sure. Can I be the only guy to be like, okay, I would move Anthony Davis as my backup center, even though he's a boss. Backup mm-hmm. center, Jason Tatum, a Celtic, to the power forward. Obviously, LeBron is a small forward. No, no, actually, no. You mentioned KD, KD, right? Yeah, th- th- those three are kind of interchangeable. You, any of them can run. Or you would want LeBron or Curry at the point, right? And KD. That's interesting. The... Yeah, no, no. Screw, screw what I said. Screw what I said. Yeah, man, that's interesting. Maybe KD at the four. LeBron at the three, uh, two. Jesus, who would you put at the two? It would probably be. You could probably put Curry at the two and let LeBron run point. Yeah, you could. You could. But I don't think. Who's the coach for the. Is it Steve Kerr still? Steve Kerr. Yeah. Yeah. It'll Should be. be. Steve yeah. No, nah, he won't do it. It'll, it'll, it'll be. Maybe. Maybe he has the stones to do it, but I don't think he will. It'll probably be Curry at the, at the one. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I don't know, but dude, like all those names that you, all those names that 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 you mentioned, game changer. But I I I, I will I will say this: you have to include, you have to include, two uh, at least one Celtic in there. Jason Tatum cannot be on that team. I will say that. You mean cannot be on that team? Yeah, he has to. He has to be. He, oh no, he Tatum, has to be. No, I agree. Jason Tatum yeah. has to be on that team. There's no way Jason Tatum cannot be on that team. Yeah. No way. I agree. Yeah. I, I feel like he's he's probably one of the big names I think that we need to get out there. Uh, Booker is probably one also that I feel like is an easy invite as well. Uh, as far as some other young guys, who would you all think? I know. Who would be Curry's backup? Would you, would you say uh, Fox? Or or uh, you do you go young. young with yeah do you go young with Fox or do you invite Chris Paul one last time? Oh, I, I, no, I, no, I, I, I think you have to go young. Sorry, Marcus. Young. I, I, I think you have to go young. I think you have to go Fox or or Trey Young. Dame, like even Dame Paul. wouldn't be bad. <laughs> yeah, because at the end of the day, because I know these young guys and stuff like that, I, I don't think have any interest whatsoever. The ones are, are most so the the veterans and and obviously your superstars. The only guys who, the young guys who show interest are obviously the ones who played here in FIBA. And strangely enough, I think the only guy who, you know, as, and again, Halliburton, Austin Reeves, and Anthony Edwards were the top three, like, hands down for that FIBA. The only one who probably, probably, mind you, might not even get an invite, mind you, is Anthony Edwards. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was the standout of of everybody. Yeah, yeah, he, 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 he was. He and, and I don't think he won't either, and that's because again he's a, he's the shooting guard. So I don't think these guys go young at all. You know, Damian Litter seems more of a of a of a possibility, huh. more so. I think you might get an invite. Who who would you? Because like okay, guards. You're thinking Jalen Brown, Edwards, 
Jalen Brown won't get an invite. I think I think Anthony Edwards might get an invite. Who who uh, besides Booker? Who who do you think might get another invite? Like it'll Booker. be Booker. Who would you need Booker and uh, like I said, Jason Tatum? I mean, those are, those are I mean, some Tatum. some some names Tatum. I can ju- just to kind of throw them out there. Some names that could could go out there. I'm not sure about Kawhi because of the whole injury, you know, kind of thing behind him. Uh, we have Lillard. We mentioned Tatum. We mentioned Paul George, Jimmy Butler, Devin Booker. Uh, not sure about Morant with everything going on with him. Uh, Kyrie Irving, uh, Bradley Beal. He sadly won't. Bam, Bam is one that's always been out there. So for the he's, bigs, he's been, mentioned. he's been mentioned. But like when you have Anthony Davis and like uh, what's his name, uh, Joel Embiid. I mean, I mean it depends what they want to do. If they want to run two bigs, then that changes everything we'll be talking about today, right now. So. I don't know, man. Like I, I, th- I feel like you do invite Anthony Edwards. You do invite Booker. You invite mm-hmm. Curry. You invite Tatum. I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, you invite Tatum. I'm gonna go young here. This is me. I'm gonna invite young Fox or Trey Young. I'm gonna go for. I think I'm, I think I'm, it would only be one of the two because they have reached out to Holiday already. So I would imagine yeah. he's gonna be the backup point yeah. guard probably. Like I'm thinking, like USA mentality. Like, okay, I'm tr- I'm trying to get these young guys to invest into the USA basketball thing, right? Mm. Like, of course, if you want to just go win, of course, take the old guys, take the experienced guys, and just go win. Yeah, I'm I'm building my lineup around the experienced guys, but also yeah. bringing the young guys along for as for well. mentorship, for mentorship, yes, to to of for course, the future, of course. You know? So I I, I I am gonna bring uh Trey Young or Fox. I'm gonna go Trey Young. I'm gonna bring Tatum. I'm gonna bring Anthony Edwards and Anthony uh Anthony Davis as the backup center. Uh KD starting four. And I I'll bring uh I'm a big Tyrese uh, Halliburton fan, man. I I would love for them to bring that I, guy. I, I don't know if there's room for him, but That'd be great, but I'll I'll bring Jalen uh, Jackson as the backup four. Jaron Jackson, as well, Jaren? yeah, Jaron Jackson, Jaron Jackson, yeah, backup four, and then for for redemption, you know, that guy struggled pretty yeah. bad. Oh, yeah, he he I know, but, but he's but he's really good. He is good, but he's but he's, but he's really good. So, I mean, there's many ways. I mean, it, this is the discussion, so mm-hmm. there's many ways to go with it. Yeah, there's what, a lot of ways. What about you, I Marcus? Feel- I feel like Bam has to have an invite because he is that prototypical FIBA, fast, run and gun, big. You know, a little bit of a more of a small movement big rather than Embiid. You know, Embiid is kind of just going to like, is like a half court player most of the time. I think Embiid can dominate. He will. I think Embiid, oh, yeah. I think I think he will. Yeah, I, keep in mind that it was always, if not Joker, Embiid. And, and those two have become I synonymous mean, with... I, being the best center in the league, so we, we don't have Joker. Obviously, we're not gonna have Joker, right? He's playing. Oh, he'll play elsewhere, but we do have Embiid, man, and that's that's insane. So either way, I, it's gonna be good. I I think if, I mean, if he's gonna play right, like Embiid can have those those Barkley numbers, like those Barkley numbers in in that season. Like he's gonna fucking kill that type of stuff. Oh yeah, that's crazy. 
That's crazy, and, man. And you know, starting and and even with those starting five, and we we've kind of already thrown around just you know eight man rotations and stuff like that. I know people usually kind of, I think twelve is usually the rotation you see. Very very rare do you see the the fifteenth, fourteenth, thirteenth. Eight right. nine is always that sweet number, and we we mentioned eight nine guys already who are just going to be amazing hands down either way so it's gonna be exciting to see yeah man hey let me ask you this let me ask you this let me ask you both of y'all this and i'm gonna throw you a curveball curveball here to the podcast who is the carmelo anthony of the olympic team the carmelo the scorer the guy who's just gonna put the ball just the guy just to go get it reliable yeah, or from the team, from the team. If we're going team again, if if Booker B are there, those would be my picks. Because you're talking straight, like straight, gonna put this ball's going into that hoop. You know what I, I mean? Say, I say KD. KD. <laughs> I say KD, man. That guy's there for one reason and one reason only: buckets. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, true, the buddy. thing, the, the thing for me too is that Carmelo, in terms of US USA basketball, really holds like. A very, oh, very special true. place like that's for me true. because that guy always answered the call, man, whether it was FIBA, whether it was the Olympics. That guy was like, you know what? If it's for my country, like I'm going and I'm balling. And I sure, sometimes balling, we had yeah. like those. Sure, we didn't always have like the results we wanted, but that guy always showed up, man. So uh, in terms of the scoring, to me, my, my immediate answer is KD. I think there's going to be some others, but, you know, KD for as – Banged up as he is sometimes or whatever, still just a bucket, man. And he was. I, I think he, I think you had mentioned, right? Being the premier, I, like if, if you think USA basketball, you think of Carmelo because like you mentioned, he was always the guy showing up to all these. And mind you, dropping 20, 30 a game. I mean, it wasn't just to show up. No, he was, he was buckets. You know what I mean? So I, that's, that makes sense. And, and again, I, I'm thinking more of a sense of who's, who's there to strictly put, the like the basketball in the hoop. K, yeah. KD, KD ultimately is the superstar, is the superstar, right? And he does more than just be a bucket. Like he facilitates, he does what he, he does what he can, and he just all around has a very very high IQ as a basketball player. Obviously, you take KD over Booker, and in my in my sense, I'm thinking who's there primarily? Like, hey, your job is to shoot, and you're gonna shoot. And yeah. again, I, I might even be putting you know Carmelo one on one was just. I, I, I'm talking like monster forward uh, full, full package I mean? yeah, yeah full like package. He, he he's gonna get you on every single move and i think and i think a booker right again booker has the the capacity to do all those moves and stuff you know what i mean uh so I don't know, that'd yeah, be if, if it was if it wasn't for kd i would i would probably say booker as well i just i still i just think there's that one guy ahead of him right now that's oh, I, I, I get eighth. <laughs> By all means, baby. I you you won't hear no complaints from me. <laughs> well, I'm. I'm How I'm, about I'm you, Rudy? I'm gonna say Booker. I'm. I'm like I think Booker has a footwork. He has a f- amazing pull up game. <laughs> yeah. Like when like, he goes in, he's gonna put that guy down. I'm, <laughs> I I'm gonna say Booker, and I, and I'm 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 gonna sound super biased here. But I'm gonna say Tatum, dude. Tatum has the footwork. He has the amazing fadeaway that Marcus loves. He has the oh, amazing yeah. fadeaway. He has the dunk package. He could he 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 he's gotten stronger. Uh, I think it's Booker and Tatum. Like B- Booker and Tatum are scores. That they they are scores. They would find a way to get you two points. They will find a way to get you three. Like those guys are the new 
you know, 2000, 2008 era type of players. That could score yeah. from the three. Who's, who's the bigger ball hogger the between the two? I <laughs> straight up because hey, because that that, that that's that's my rationale. Again, that's why I'm thinking Booker, Booker, Booker. right? And, Booker, and I, yeah. And that's my thought again. Like this, when the ball gets to their hands, they yeah. ain't passing it. They're gonna Jason Tatum no. again, team player, and Jason Tatum brings a lot more to, in my opinion. And that's why I'm thinking like, hey, this as soon as the ball gets to their hand, they're going one on one. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna. And I, that's why I think Booker too. Here, uh, here's yeah. my reason why I say Booker, and I think you'll be like, you already you're right, is because Booker has Kevin Durant on his team, and Kevin Durant is a scorer too. So I guarantee you, Kevin Durant tell him like, bro, you go get buckets, and, and 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 the Celtics team is like, okay, you go score when you can, you know, pass it around, yeah, and, yeah, get, but, get the but, good look. But you know, like Tatum, he's a better player when he passes. He he is yes. a better player yes. when he tries to get his teammates involved first. Yes. But when he's scoring and doing both, dude, you know Tatum. Oh, <laughs> Magic Johnson voice. <laughs> dude, he's good, bro. He's Tatum. Tatum is Tatum is a problem, dude. But but you know who's the bigger ball hog? Uh, You're right. Yeah, you, I think I think Booker. Booker you, might be. You you, you, you uh, made a good point. You you made a very good point, right? Where he said he uh, Jason Tatum plays, you know, better yeah. with teammates. Again, where Booker, hey, that that rock in my hand, it's going up. Like it ain't no question. And and, and Tatum no. had that issue going up. Obviously, Celtics have that team who like get the open look first and foremost. Where Suns, it looks like, hey, everybody's going to go one to one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I, but- I, I, I agree with both of you, but I still think there's that one guy oh, I ahead of him. And the, I think two things also are a big factor for me and still leaning <laughs> to KD is going to be, number one, the fact that he's probably going to start. Yeah. And number two, his age. I think this is probably going to be his last go around. So I think there, that's an incentive for him to go up there and just ball. And just say, you know what, I'm just going to do it all. You know, LeBron has his championships. Talked about in the GOAT conversation, Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time. Embiid just won MVP. Uh, Anthony Davis is probably one of the most versatile players ever. Anthony Davis might be, one of, might be a sleeper as well because he might go out there with something to prove. KD has won his titles, but, you know, he still has that stigma that people will never quite want to let go so i think this could be a way for him to say you know what i'm gonna go out there and i'm gonna put it all on the floor for my country one last time and i just made up my narrative <laughs> there it is i look man i i agree with your katie with your katie stuff but anthony davis eh, dude like that guy dude i don't know what it is i don't know what it is after he won the title after he won the title mm-hmm and I know Marcus is a Laker fan, and you might agree with me here. After he won the title, after he won the title, dude, I don't know what what in the world happened to him, dude. Like he just he was content. Yeah, he was happy. Well, he's he, always he, well, he, well, he, he had a feel good season. Well, he's always hurt. We always known that, right? He's always you know injury prone. He had his he's content, but like he his uh, shooting percentage from the three dropped completely. So I'm going to assume that he's not going to the gym and working on that damn shot. Like, everything dropped for him. Like, his threes dropped. 
just everything dropped for him, dude. So like, like I think you're right on your first take, but the Anthony Davis, uh, no, no, man, man, I think he's, I think he's in a super, uh, in in a in a in a super decline, super decline for sure. Really? Oh, I, I don't I don't know about super decline. I I do think he was content. He was happy. He he had somebody else where he. He could alleviate the load, but I don't even think it occurred to him that the person who was asking of him of, of this was was a guy who was who's hitting forty. You know what I mean? And Anthony Davis needs to go out, needs to ball, needs to stay healthy. And we've always said that he's just a piece of glass. And which again, his goal for this year. And I said, you know what? That that's what I'm talking about. His goal for this year, he mentioned, was just to play all eighty-two games. Very achievable, hard nonetheless. But to yeah, to have a yeah, goal yeah. like that that's in a mind, big ask means, for him, man. But yeah. Hell yeah, very, yeah. very, very. And, and, and that's awesome. And so I think I'm thinking he's serious. He he's locked in. I think with a goal like that, and he's going to take care of himself. And again, the the FIBA was did wonders, just wonders for all those guys who who played and stood out. And again, Halliburton took a big jump. Anthony Edwards is is was we always said he was on that cusp. He was an all star, but on that cusp of like just like superstardom and stuff like that. And you know, FIBA, his name was everywhere. Austin Reeves, all of a sudden, his name was just everywhere. So these guys got a huge boost in just confidence that I think is going to translate amazingly. You know, again, Anthony Edwards, Austin Reeves, and and Halliburton, man, and those guys, yeah. like, yeah, man, they balled, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a great season, and the season's right around the corner. Hey, yeah. Rico, can I segue here? I bet. Go hey, for it. Uh, Marcus, uh, Austin Reeves, bro. Austin Reeves. Right? So, like, hold on. Hold, give me a minute. So, you go he, ahead, go ahead. He, he, he balls out in the playoffs. He So, then Austin Reeves, 15, AR 15, bro, right? He goes to the, he goes to FIBA. What are you thinking? What's going through your mind? Like, Austin Reeves. Dude, to be Austin fair. Austin Reeves. Yeah. I was I was on the Austin Reeves bandwagon all of last no. season, the season before. Were you Were you really? Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, and I, I would watch the games, and I say it's Austin Reeves, man. When it comes to that tenacity, and again, it hadn't always been um, that. And I guess his the media presence, obviously, on him, right? But I had always, strangely enough, remember we lost we lost we lost Alex Caruso and what he brought to Lakers team. Alex Caruso brought defense initially when Austin Reeves was there. And again, again, Alex Caruso fan favorite should have kept him. When Austin Reeves, another another white boy, comes into the game, right? But this this time he's the opposite. He's the offensive right white guy that the Lakers were missing. Where this guy just you know, take, makes contact, you know, he's so slow, but you know, at times looks slow, but makes the shots. I said, this guy is amazing. He looks good. You know, all these things. And I, I would, every time he got into the game, I said, feed him, feed him, feed him. And then when he started blowing up, no, dude, it was, it, it, it was intense. And I, I just, I was always happy, happy for him, rooting for him. I remember telling Daniel, mind you, last December, it's my boy, it's my boy, Austin Reeves. I don't know what, every time he checked in. And then the, he got big during the time where, um, who who somebody got injured and he ended up getting into a starter slot and this and there's no LeBron James no Anthony Davis right gets his starting and all of a sudden he's balling thirty points over twenty points ten assists double doubles triple double I think he had triple double and all of a sudden this guy I'm just I was like okay if you're not a Lakers fan obviously again he's barely starting to do this stuff or whatever but I'm over here like a 
I was like, we're onto something. We gotta sign this guy. So he's like, he free agent. I was like, oh, come on, maybe sign him. And obviously the Lakers, I didn't think we we're gonna make the same mistake, right? With Alec Caruso. They could have gone in for cheap and, and kept that defensive part. But Austin Reeves, man. Oh man. I, I I'm a fan, been a fan. <sighs> Amazing. I, and I'm I'm super happy for him. It's like he signed his deal. He's staying. He did amazing over in FIBA, so I'm good. I'm content with where we're at. And people are people are actually even uh, calling him part of that. Like they're saying, "Oh, big three in LA," and th- that he's the third guy. Like he's a big part <laughs> of the big three. And I'm over here like, "Oh, it's like that." Okay, uh, you know, media presence, super hype, and I'm just like, "Oh, okay." So LeBron, and there's that picture where it's LeBron James. I don't know if you've seen it, right? For uh, Laker Media Day, I'm not sure if y'all saw it. It's LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Austin Reeves, and it has a bunch of pictures of all the other big threes, and that's the big three for LA. And it's funny because. LeBron and Anthony Davis are on the sides, you know, mean mugging the camera and looking real intense. Austin Reeves, little white boy with the basketball, smiling away, <laughs> whatever. And people are like, is, is this for real? Is this for real? I was like, Hell yeah, it's for real, man. Real exciting. It's exciting. I, again, just, it's going to be good. I'm excited. Bro, here, here's the thing, bro. I'm a Celtics fan, right? You're a Laker fan. So I want the audience to know completely different part of the fucking spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. Laker fan. Celtics fan. Uh-huh. If you don't know the if you don't know the history, audience, look it up. So when you tell talk to me about Austin Reeves, the first thing I want to say is that he's trash. <laughs> he's gonna suck. Screw him. He's trash. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. So dude, here's the thing. Without being biased. I'm glad you all have an Austin Reeves, bro. Like, honestly, like, as a sports fan, like, y'all deserve an Austin Reeves. Like, y'all need him. The Lakers need them. The NBA is better when the Lakers are good, when the Lakers are finding talent. Mm -hmm. For the longest time, I've told, shout out to Ricky, shout out to Leroy, I have told him, you all, you all, always get free agent talent. Yeah, we st- we steal the talent. We we've never yeah. developed. Yeah, you all never develop talent. So like now, y'all are getting a young guy. Like y'all need to do that because y'all are an old school franchise. It's crazy because they were a newer franchise, but now they're an old school franchise that they're still owned by a family, right? Mm-hmm. So. Whenever you can, you, whenever you can get an Austin Reeves, bro, that's fucking, that's amazing to me. Like, a guy that can ball. He is white. He's a white boy. But at the same time, as a, as a Celtics fan, fuck him. Yeah, hey, uh, I, I respect that. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be, I, I'd be curious if, 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 if you were, you're like, yeah, Austin Reeves, nah, man. I mean. By all means, I respect that. And again, I, I, when Drew Holiday got traded to the Celtics, I said, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. We all yeah. knew it was a good move. Again, I'm biased. We knew, hey, that's a great move, a great fit for for, for Celtics. Uh, and, you know, y'all did give up uh, Time Lord, right, who was that center and defensive presence. But but you have, you have Porzingis. Porzingis Brogdon as well, that, right? I, Malcolm Brogdon got Brogdon. traded too. yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and you and you all have Porzingis, and you all picked up Drew Holiday, and Porzingis is everything, everything smart wanted in Al Horford. You know what I mean? Stretch, gonna outside in type guy, elbow, uh, free throw type guy. You know what I mean? Everything he wanted. So he got his guy. You got Drew Holiday, who is a defensive presence, knockdown. You know, he's 
you traded Marcus Smart, oh, how are you going to feel that? Oh, you get somebody better than Marcus Smart. And I said, God damn it. <laughs> so that that Damian Litter, Drew Holiday, all that, all those trades, it, it looks good on paper for just about everybody involved. I think everybody got what they wanted. I think that's that's one of the more, uh, what, fair, um, one of the more consistent trades, I think, in recent memory for stuff like that. Usually somebody gets you know, shafted or something. But in this case, everybody got their guy. And I, I think it's going to be, the East is definitely going to be better for basketball. And it looks like everybody got better and it, it's going to be insane. And can I, can I, can I ask you to do a facial expression? And I know you, and I, I know, I know you ain't doing video, but do a facial expression and your word reaction. When you found out Damian Lillard was going to the Bucks. I was, Marcus. I was at work. I was at work. I was at work. It just happened during the day. And uh, uh, I get the like, notifications. I do get ESPN notifications, first and foremost, yes. anything. And I saw yes. it. And my eyes lit up. And, I, and I'm, I'm mouthing to myself. I can't speak loudly because I'm, I'm still in class. I seriously, like, I'm, I'm sitting right there behind all my students. I see their screens or computer screens, right? Make sure they're working. And I feel my phone vibrate. I pick it up. And I mouth to myself. I said, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> And my face disgusted. I said, are you serious? And I remember looking up. And first thing I do, um, I start texting. I have a buddy there. I text my my, yeah. my buddy, Andy. And I said, yeah. did you see that trade? And then that's when the people start posting. We start posting on whatever. And I'm just like, man, yeah. that is wow. And wow. And I was in the back. I'm, I'm out to myself. What the hell? What? So nonetheless. Dude, you know what's crazy about the trade, though? Like that team. That Milwaukee Bucks are still freaking stacked. Oh yeah, that's what's crazy about that trade. Uh, Rico, what was your reaction to that trade? Uh, honestly, when I saw it, I just shut my eyes and my shoulders kind of just like fell because I was like, oh, "Damn, wow!" Because not not because not because um I didn't like it or not because I don't like the bucks or whatever but more so just because there was like this this huge rumbling right about oh my goodness Giannis Giannis might leave where's he gonna go you know that might be the biggest free agent move like in like since you know a good while right since probably maybe LeBron uh gotcha. or, or or KD or whatever so like I'm always I'm always down for that, and I'm I'm me. In case y'all don't know, I'm a delusional Maverick fan, and I'm always like, we have a chance, we have a chance, <laughs> right? So I was I was like, you know what, man? Like, even if we gave everything up and it was just Luca and Giannis, like other people would come, or even if he wasn't coming, wasn't coming to us to go to another another team, you know, hopefully not a winner already, but most likely that's where he would have ended up. Uh, but just to just uh, I was kind of excited. And coming to terms already with that, maybe he's going to move. Maybe that'll be a crazy offseason. You know, there's going to be this bidding war. Who's going to give up the most stuff? Or who does he want to play with? Who does he ask to go to? Um, so when I saw this happen, I said, oh, I'm not sure if he's really unhappy or if it was just that he wanted his team to do something. Right. And, you know, they went out and they made a damn good trade. And like you said, they didn't give up too much. You know, sure, they're going to miss Drew. Yeah, and his defense, but the majority of the team is still intact. Uh, so more offense, some defense. They'll have to work on somewhere else. 
uh, in terms of like on at uh, at the two or you know at the one. But uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think in his uh, in his uh, preseason interview, he said that it was about uh, it wasn't really about money and stuff like that. And he joked and said it's about a lot of damn money. And he said that he didn't sign the he didn't sign the deal this season, but he's gonna sign it next. So it's like okay, well he's staying, uh-huh. most likely. So, uh, I think it's good. I think it's good for the East. I think the Cel- the the Celtics move that followed also good for the East. Uh, but really, I think just those two teams because who else has really improved? There's that kind of weird stuff going on between Harden and Philly. I know he's out there today. He didn't play, but he did warm up. Um, I, I really don't see who else is gonna challenge them. Uh, you know, if the if the Cleveland doesn't take some miraculous step forward, I think Miami also is maybe right there, but didn't improve really this season, off season. Uh, so I don't know. I feel like there's still a couple of things that can happen. Uh, I think for Portland, it was all overall a win as well. You know, them going for the the rebuild, uh, but they do still have those pieces that they can deal and try to invest even more in the future in Robert Williams and uh, Brogdon. I completely agree that when you mentioned that last part, dude, Robert Williams and Brogdon, like those are pieces that any team, any team would try to get like Dallas would be, dude, I would love if they try to get Brogdon or I would love. I would want Williams. Yes. I personally would want Williams, but because we, we need that kind of guy. The only thing with him is we don't have much to give up and well, we do have some things to give up in in rookies, some young guys. Jane Hardy, I know, is one that a lot of people ask for, but uh, the injuries is what's uh, what's concerning. See, how Williams, how healthy can he stay? Because we need a starting center. He will start. And, I, I, like the, the the thing with him, like I don't think you would have to give much to get him because his money is not that bad. So like, if you just like. Portland is for rebuild. Give them anything. I think if they could just take off that contract, they'd be happy at this point. They're yeah. they're gonna trade both of them regardless. That's what I think. They're they're, they're gone. I think they're, they're I think, not. I think they've commented that they're gonna keep them, but I think that's just a tactic too. I think they Dude. have to. You invest in the future whole like a hundred percent. You have to invest. You, I think you're I. Yeah, I think Williams is gone for sure. I think he's gone. I think Williams, like, there's teams that are going to inquire, and they're going to get him. Uh, Brogdon, I don't know. But he's a piece. Like, he's he's probably the better piece that teams would probably inquire. Malcolm yeah. Brogdon? Six yeah, the other year, last year. You know the I mean? other guy they have is uh, Jeremy Grant, right? They signed... Like yeah. last year or year before, so yeah. let's yeah. see if they end up dealing dealing him too. I don't know. So? I I don't know what. Well, I don't know what the value is for him. Uh, you know, he's a little bit more seasoned. Uh, you kind of know what you're gonna get from him. There's not really like this. Like, oh, he can be. You you don't know what Brogdon can be. You don't know what Williams can be. But you kind of know what you're getting, and he's a solid player. So let's see if he ends up getting moved as well. I don't think it will, man. I think it like. Like, uh, Jeremy Grant is the type of guy that just sticks there because of his contract. But, yeah. like, Williams is the type of guy that it might fill Dallas perfect. Like, he's the, the, the filling pieces. 
plug him in. He, he like he'll be perfect for Luca, in my opinion. He'll be perfect for Luca. And when I, I know we mentioned Bahogs earlier, mm-hmm. um, uh, Luca, yeah, Bahog, big time, <laughs> yeah, big time, big time. Yeah, there. Well, <laughs> you know, I I can't disagree, but uh, we've 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 been on the struggle bus. Uh, we were on the struggle bus bad this last year. Uh, our defense was pretty pretty terrible, and our shooting was uh, was rough. So we only had one guy that can score, and when you only got that one guy that can score, uh, it's uh, kind of what has to happen sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for our season too. We got to two really good rookies. We made some moves, uh, resigned Kyrie, got Rashawn Holmes. Uh, who's the other guy that we picked up? Grant Williams. We got Grant Williams from you guys. Uh, I'm expecting big things from him in terms of uh, just, you know, helping us, pushing us to play better defense, which we need in uh, in the Mavs. So, uh, yeah, I think I think we're all set up for pretty good years. I think uh, Rudy probably maybe a little bit more than the two of us. Probably I would probably rank Rudy's team, Marcus's team and then my team uh, if I had to put it in order right now. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a big year for your Celtics, man. Yeah, yes. Again, I pick up Drew Holiday, you know, and and ultimately, I think the the consensus was again. I think everybody won more so all the way around. I know some people felt like, oh, Drew in in Milwaukee, but if you had a choice between Lillard and Drew, um, you know, your people are probably taking Lillard. You know, ten times, nine times out of ten, at least, I would give him that. Uh, but Drew Drew Holiday in Celtic land, man, that's that's big. Yeah. The East definitely got strong, but I mean the West, man, too. Like you can't sleep on the defending champs. You can't sleep on the Lakers, and you can't sleep on those guys in in Phoenix either, man. If they can figure it out, scary. Even the Warriors, man. I don't uh, know yeah, what, yeah. That, that, that's an interesting one. Yeah, you you mentioned Kyrie. You mentioned all those guys, and and you're right. And dude, ah, man, I'm maybe because I'm buzzed, and I I recommend us to be buzzed next time we do a podcast i think it'll be fun <laughs> um let me say this bro Kyrie, yeah Kyrie with luca i'm excited to see where luca can go if he, if he could develop the, that 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 uh off ball game that off ball dude he could be he'd be game changer. he could be the that 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 dude like if he could just develop that off ball. Yeah, he uh, he play. he's on, he's on the cusp. He's on the cusp, but he definitely needs a step or two. Uh, it seems like, like this. It, it seems like him and Kyrie are gelling really well. Uh, uh, dude, so, if Luca can be that dude, just to Kyrie, you handle the ball, but I'm I'm gonna score. You know, I'm I'm gonna score if if you handle the ball, dude. Luca is gonna be super dangerous, man. Like there's nobody that can stop. Like there's no way, there's no way, there's there's no effing way. Like that, that's gonna be that, that's that's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be lethal. And yeah, yeah, I'm buzzed, and I want us to be buzzed next time. Let's do it. You got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it to, I think I think it had to be like a late podcast, right? Just so that way I don't. Feel... No, no, early. No, early. no, no. Oh, ten, no. In, ten, ten in the morning. Here. No. Ten in the morning until no. noon. No. No, it needs to be early, bro. It needs to be like three o'clock. Like, be, like you can go see Dembrano, bro. Like, but anyway, anyway, like I, dude, dude, 
I think it's all exciting for all of our teams, like in basketball wise. Like, dude, the Celtics. <laughs> Not football. <laughs> no, and football, chinga. <laughs> but but in like in basketball wise, like Celtics are, are, are on the up and up. Mavericks, I think they're on the, on, the, on the up and up. The Lakers, as long as you have LeBron, like I feel like as they long always as we have, have Austin a Reeves. Ah, I'm joking. <laughs> no, like I'm joking. No, no, Lakers, LeBron, no you, have, you have LeBron. You have Anthony Davis. You have Anthony, uh, Anthony Reeves, but like Austin Reeves, but uh. They have a chance, bro. Like that, they they have a chance. But the 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 West is always getting better. The West is always getting better. That's the problem with the Lakers. Like, and I always battle with Ricky. Shout out to Ricky. I always battle with Ricky with this. Like, no, we're the best. We're the champs. Like, yeah. But the freaking Phoenix Suns signs uh, whoever and ever, right? Yeah. They sign whoever and ever, and I feel like the the Lakers are always in denial. Am I at the wrong at that, Marcus? I mean, that's eh, a, a little bit of just a little bit of truth. I think I, I think the problem with the Lakers is that they refuse to give their 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 squads some time sometimes. And I think especially as of late, you know, since probably since the Anthony Davis trade, really, I think they've been trying to make all these little micro moves. And they trade away picks, young guys, picks, young guys, picks, young guys, future picks. And they have left themselves in a situation where they don't really have too many assets to be able to make these huge deals. Like some of these other teams, like they say, okay, we're going to bite the bullet for a year or two and just go with what we got. And we're going to save these picks. We're going to save these young guys. Uh, we're going to have these fringe all-stars that we'll be able to trade for somebody that's unhappy or whatever. And the Lakers just don't have that capital right now. But they have LeBron and AD, who some people want to play with. Uh, but, you know, that there's they're limited as to who they can pay uh, to be that third, fourth, fifth guy. Uh, so I think that is really more their issue. Uh, that they, you know, and, and it's happening not just with them, but with a lot of teams now. Like, you hear that, oh, well, they're going to be trading... Uh, a 2027 20, first round pick and a 2029 20, second round pick. It's like, dang, man, we're trading guys like four or five years into the future already. Like, that's nuts. Like, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, and th to me, like, that, that's a little bit of an issue with some teams. They refuse to just say, you know what, we're going to bite down and we're going to grind with this team and they're going to learn uh, by tossing them in the fire. And I think sometimes that's what you got to do. You know, that's what Phoenix did with Booker for a good couple of years. Hey, we're going to try. We're going to try. We're going to try. They ended up with Aiden. They ended up with other guys. You know, they ended up with a first round pick. And that's a team that had Booker. You know, like, and now with all those picks that they acquired, they ended up with Bridges, right, also as well. Uh, ended up moving him. Ended up now moving Aiden. But look at what they got out of those teams, out of those years where they just bit down and said, hey, go out there and prove yourself. See what you got. Uh, and I, th I think L.A. Is, is a special team. You know, they, they always want to be winning or at least in the playoffs or contending or whatever. So I think those and not just them. It's not just them. Uh, any of those teams that make those little micro moves like risk giving up the payoff to make those big moves. 
you know like the celtics yeah, the celtics for a while it was like this whole thing about like oh man they have all these picks they have all these picks when are they going to cash in when are they going to cash in when are they going to cash in uh it seems like uh oklahoma also did that you know they kind of were on the struggle bus for a long time and then yeah. now i think what they've had some of the best picks i think in the last three or four years and acquired like uh alexander too shy gildas alexander so i mean they're they, they're looking they're looking good they're, that team is set for god knows how long but it's like they have to because they're a small market team but can they make a big move of course they can because they have the capital like dude that that uh, sam presti sam presti dude you have to give your heads off to him man like he has uh sga he has a young squad i think in a i don't know maybe i'm wrong you guys tell me in a couple of years i think that team is a real contender in the playoffs if like they stay yeah if they stay intact i think they're a real contender in the playoff josh giddy sga and then uh uh fuck. get to see what chet's What's made it? of yeah, yeah, Chet, Chet, yeah, Chet, Chet Holmgren, Lou Dort, like Jalen Williams, yeah. like that team, dude. Oh my god, like they have so much potential because they gave away everything and they just said, "Screw it, we're gonna go from the draft" because they have to. They have no other they're choice. Small teams, yeah, they're small market. Small yeah. market teams always don't have the luxury like the Lakers. Lakers steal talent, swoop in, trade talent, all that good stuff. Or small market teams have to obviously yeah. right build. And unless yeah. unless there's a big name attached to them, you know, if KD had stayed there, it might have been a different story, but that's not the case. So obviously they have to build, you know, through the draft like we've seen, right? Bro, I think this year might be very, very, very interesting for them. Like, if he's healthy, uh, Holmgren, SGA, Giddy, like, dude, that is, this this team, we might be seeing a lot of orange and and baby blue in the stands, man, in the in, on TV, like... Okay, see, woo, we might be seeing TV on uh on Chesapeake Arena again, man. Like, that's a very dark horse sleeper team for me. Oh, yeah. Super, yeah. like, I'm, oh a, my I'm God. a big fan of Chet, man. <laughs> the only the only thing with Chet this year is because of the weird rule that we have, he is eligible for Rookie of the Year. That's uh, yeah, weird. Yeah, I would love for I him agree. to win it. I've never agreed with that rule though, like. Uh, so so I don't know. I'm I'm very conflicted. I don't think uh, I don't think they should be able to take that away from from somebody else that hasn't spent the year with the team already. You know, even though he hasn't played, he's been there. He's practiced. He has NBA workouts under his belt. You know, uh, it's that whole it's that whole red freshman shirt type of deal, like in college. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. Um, well, anything I'm, else with basketball? Y'all wanna? I'm I'm Throw good with there? the basketball, Rico. You want to segue to something else, uh, Marcus? I'm I'm whatever y'all want to talk about. I'll let, be let, let let me ask you, Marcus. Do you agree with my with my point of the little micro moves with the Lakers? Do you think that is what makes it harder for them to make these big moves? The Lakers. Do you think, do you think I'm wrong? It's it's there's some truth, definitely. A lot, a lot of the times where you, where you kind of just again because what we do is we patch it up right whenever you have these all-stars and all these things you kind of have to patch up you know the holes or you know it's, it's patchwork right you kind of patch up the holes here and there to see more or less 
you know, what works and what doesn't. And the Lakers have been a victim of that since, since the bubble. It's been about three years and stuff. But in this case, where the patchwork all of a sudden now turns into nobody wants Rui, where we know he has talent. Nobody wants, uh, uh, we got Jared Vanderbilt for cheap. Again, we know he's capable of. Uh, we did get Austin Reeves again. The time we do get some talent our way, it came out of nowhere. We 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 picked him up, uh, and all of a sudden now we have Gabe Vincent again. Somebody who uh, he was a free agent, signed him for money. We got money. Money, you know, money is not the issue, right? It's more assets. So the patchwork in this case, I I do like I do like those guys a lot. Even beforehand, when they were with uh, when Rui was with the Wizards and Vanderbilt was was Minnesota, uh, they were solid, solid, consistent, exactly what you want from 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 your role players and stuff like that. So this patchwork now obviously kind of looked like it led to something, which I think is good. You know what I mean? And again, th- there is some truth, right? Microtransactions, because obviously, you know, the Lakers have tried this in the past, and it didn't always work out where we had some abysmal seasons and stuff like that. Even when LeBron's first few years, it was we were in that hole also where these little micro things where you were trying to make them work and it really didn't, right? So either way, it, there's truth. I, I do agree. I think we just, this case, I don't want to say got lucky, but other teams just didn't want these guys, and we got them for cheap with what we were able to get them for. Uh, Rob Pelenka is... So honestly, some a lot of times it looks like a wizard. I don't know how he gets some of these things done. And I know our future future is in doubt post LeBron James, which is I think he's trying to start. He's trying to start to rectify that now because a lot of the trades he's doing are now acquiring assets. We're we're finally getting assets back. I think he's starting to really see more or less what we're gonna be like in the next five years. That's what it seems like anyway. So yeah, there is truth to what you say though. Yeah. But also, you know, I don't know if they have a choice. Uh, a, a couple of years ago, I think they had a choice to kind of bite down and do that. But now, like with the the time limited, so oh, yeah, limited with LeBron and stuff, and not knowing how much longer you're going to keep him around now that you know his son is going to be coming into the league. I mean, everybody kind of figures like he's going to try and play at least a year or two with his son, and then probably bow out, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we'll see. The the Mavericks have struggled with that in the last couple of years as well, so the Lakers aren't the only ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the next thing I wanted to throw us into was another little bit of news, uh, small one, but uh, an exciting one. Maybe not for us anymore, or maybe for us even more now that we're uh, adults. But uh, Toys R Us is reportedly coming back. They're going to be opening some stores. I think uh, I saw that they're even going to be opening stores like in airports and stuff like that so they're they're coming back uh i know it was a sad time even when i i mean we were already a little bit more grown when they kind of went out of business and closed down everything but uh i had a lot of memories at that store i don't know if you all were were shoppers or you had your parents take you there as much as i always begged my parents to take me but uh i wanted to ask did you all were you all toys r us kids and do you have a particular game a particular toy a particular anything that you remember getting from there let me let me open up in this shit real quick (laughs) i was not i was not a toys r us kid right but i remember a particular time that my cousin had a uh i think you guys remember his name the Action figure from Small Soldiers, Major uh, Chip Hazard. Hazard. <laughs> Major Chip Hazard, dude, and like he had the Major Chip Hazard 
So I got the archer. Oh, emissary. Archer from a store, and he was, but he was the damage one, and he would always tell me like, "No, this is the best one. This is from Toys R Us." From Toys R Us, right? <laughs> but I bought I bought the midship hazard from a. It was a legit store. It wasn't a Toys R Us, but it was probably Walmart or something like that, or mm-hmm. I forget. You were talking about so toys. I, yeah, it was toy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But dude, I was like. I always like resented like Toys R Us, like <laughs> f you Toys R Us, for ever making me feel like that. Like I didn't have the best uh, for looking uh, down on to- us. <laughs> yeah, like ever best like action figures, and it was from the same series. It was uh, still the Small Soldier series that. If y'all if y'all don't know the listening audience, go look up Small Soldiers. They uh-huh. were the action figures, man. They were like, oh my god, like the action, uh, the the Small Soldiers action figures from the movies were the ones that they sold you at the stores. They were legit, Marcus and Rico. Can you agree? Yes, uh, yes, yes, agree. they were. Like they were, they were, they were the shit, right? So. Well, so whenever they sold you the damaged ones, like battled, worn ones, that one's the ones that they gave you. Like to me, my memory of Toys R Us is small soldiers. Like, oh my god, uh, get getting the major chip hazard and getting the Nick Nitro and the Brick Bazooka <laughs> and like Dude, I'm, yes. I'm, I, yeah, I, I'm naming them off and like uh, the uh, Archer. Atmosphere that organized, but that was the thing that they that they sold you the whole things. And in the movie, go watch the movie Small Soldiers. In the movie, they they mentioned the they mentioned the action figures, right? And they sell mm-hmm. them in their in their packages, sealed packages. Which Chingao, Metaver Nerd is not, is not trying to bring back the Small Soldiers series, but we're going to talk about it today. Like they they freaking sold you the package. They sold you the enclosed package of the action figure. And when you were a kid at that time, nineteen ninety eight, ninety nine, whatever it was, dude to me it was like, Oh my god. Like, oh my god, like he can talk. <laughs> Pero puro pedo, he didn't talk, right? Yeah. Like, he, like, oh my god, he can talk, right? And when my cousin made fun of me, I was like, "Fuck you! I want to get the best, the, the like, <laughs> like I want to, like, let me go, uh, get the next big thing." And uh, the the ones yeah. the ones from Toys R Us would talk when they would help you with your homework. You know that? Yes. No, I did not know that. But go ahead and I, I'm gonna hand it off to to you guys after my after my uh, thing after my soliloquy and my. Go ahead, Rico or Marcus. Well, well, you at least have a memory of Toys R Us. How about you, Marcus? Any? Did you were you a Toys R Us or? I only went, ever went to Toys R Us once, and I actually do remember bits and pieces of that memory. Little, you know, because Toys R Us here. Again, it was a drive. Anytime you went to McAllen or whatever, you know, yes. it was an hour away. And my 
parents, mom, you know, wasn't going to just stop at Toys R Us to go to a toy store. No, we, we went to go do whatever we need to do. If we went to the mall, awesome. At the time, we had Suncoast, we had Walden Book, Sam Goody. We had some game, GameStop was still around at the time. So, you know, a little section where you can just go chill out and, you know, uh, go to where you wanted. But Toys R Us was still further down. I remember going once. And actually, it's Pokemon related. Mm-hmm. Pokemon cards were a thing. Uh, during this time, obviously, right? Uh, Pokemon cards grew up fourth, fifth grade, collecting these uh, Pokemon cards, and actually got a pack from Toys R Us. We got, we we got a uh, again. The ones are super expensive right now. Had I known, little old me would have kept it, right? Yeah, right. But <laughs> we we, I, we got a couple. My mom actually bought a lot, mind you. She bought a lot for me and my brothers because we all collected me, Daniel, and Michael, and she must have bought in maybe it must have been about I would say about 16, 16 packs. Uh, I think it was like five or five, four for each of us or whatever. And we took them home or whatever. And again, this is all transcribed from Patricia Us. And she started opening them for us. And she distributed the holographics equally. Okay. Uh, there was, there, we actually got a lot of hollows in these, in these packs. And she distributed them. You know, there was a, there was a Wigglytuff. There was a, uh, she also got some Team Rocket packs. Uh, Dark Arbok, I remember. Dark Magneton. Uh, there was a Dark Charizard, mind you. In the stupid pack, and I think Michael. Oh, actually, who got that one? Yeah, oh. Michael. I think nabbed. I was all mad because I got the Arbok, and they're all. I, still got <laughs> a, I got the Arbok, the Wigglytuff, and the Persian because I was because she bought a, a mix. She bought from Jungle Set, and she bought from Team Rocket. So yeah, th- that that's kind of my memory, but it's more of a Pokemon memory. Toys R Us, and I guess the only time we ever went to Toys R Us. But you know, it's I guess it's more synonymous with the fact that at the time when we talked about Toys R Us going down that just toy stores in general, you know, cause I, we, yeah, there was toys for us. We remember the other one at the mall, uh, something toys. Cause it KZ, K, KB toys, something like that. KB is that toys. What it, KB, KB toys. KB toys. Is that yeah, what it's called? KB games or some of the two big ones at the EB mall. Games. We'll go to so KB yeah. toys actually carried, and I think Daniel still has them. We have more fond memories of KB toys and toys R us. They carried, and, and Rudy talked about small soldiers and the, just the size, the sheer, the sheer size. And I remember they were pretty big. These things were at least, you know, 12 to 16 inches. No joke. You know what I mean? They, like they big. big. And they were, yeah. they were, they were, they were wide. You know, they were at least four, you know, three, three, four inches wide. You know what I mean? Like these were big toys. And mm-hmm. Daniel actually was able to nab some Dragon Ball Z toys. And these are the Dragon Ball Z toys. Again, same concept as those small soldiers one because we, we I did have a Gorgon uh, uh, an archer uh, <laughs> what you call it an archer figure but Daniel was big in Dragon Balls at the time and he actually ended up getting Gohan Goku and Piccolo and I think Daniel still has them in the package and we bought it from KB Toys mind you so it's not a Toys R Us memory but is a toy memory and that's one of the things you know as far as toys are concerned uh, that we remember because we never I, I never I was never really a toy guy I was a video game guy Daniel liked toys. Uh, but I was strictly, hey, give me a game, give me something, because I'm going to play it. Every time I went to KB Toys, and when I went to Toys R Us, you know, even then, I went straight to the video games, because that's what I liked. Dude, that's nice. crazy. I, I hate to interrupt, but that's crazy, bro, because, like, I was always a toy dude. Like, it's mm-hmm. weird. Like, like you would think I would go and, like, um, go invest in toys. I was I was always a toy guy back then. Like, I would... Use my imagination. We're like, oh, we're fighting this and that and this and that. Yeah, it was chingasos like, with the toys. Yeah, <laughs> whether they yeah, won or not, it was war, it, baby. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, ah, oh, podcast listeners, where did that go? You know what I mean? 
Where did that go? It's weird, man. Like, ah. Go ahead, Rico. Yeah. So for me, I, uh, I luckily we would go every so often. You know, it wasn't an often thing, but my parents would would give in and take us every now and then. Uh, one of the things we did frequent was also Pokemon cards. I was real into Pokemon. I have been into Pokemon forever. Still love Pokemon. So back then, I I did buy cards. But the thing that I remember the most is. Uh, I spent a lot of time with my godparents and some of our best friends. I just call them my cousins since, you know, their parents baptized me. Uh, Ricky Omar and Leroy. And uh, one time I was there with my Uncle Richard, my Tia Mari, and the boys. And they, they said those words that every kid loves to hear in a toy store. Everybody yeah. pick one thing, <laughs> right? You can pick one thing. So you're scrambling like, I want the, the, well, this one, How about, but, but there's also this and uh, a wrestler or like Pokemon stuff or a movie or like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a predicament, right? But at the time and really growing up, uh, Rudy talks about loving toys and having these fights and everything. And I was all about wrestlers. And I remember Ricky actually is the one that found this set where it was like a ring and you got, you got a ring and you got four wrestlers. And one of my favorites growing up was Kane. I don't know. I know oh, you guys man. are familiar, but I don't know how much of the listeners are familiar with WWE, formerly WWF. Uh, but growing up, Kane was like one of my guys, man. That was my dude. So it was a Kane, an X-Pac, I think an Edge and a Christian that I oh. got along with the ring. Uh, and Ricky got something similar, but his was like Shawn Michaels, Undertaker. Of course, Ricky would pick Shawn Michaels, right? And me over here yeah, picking yeah. Kane. Leroy, I don't remember what Leroy picked, and I don't remember what Omar picked, but I remember we both got something that like the exact same thing, just different sets. And uh, that's the thing I always remembered. Uh, and going back to what Rudy was saying about being all about toys and stuff like that, and Marcus, you know, going the other way with video games. I remember I was, I've always been very extra with the things that I'm into. Marcus and I were talking about this and Rudy and I were talking about this. You know, we have conversations about it all the time. Uh, I remember I used to have this old console TV set that had like the speakers on the side and built in and everything. And I remember I would, I bought a video game and in the video game, you could sample the, uh, the the entrance videos right of the wrestlers and stuff like that i remember i would buy the wrestlers i would turn on the game and i would sample and put on like the entrance music and the entrance video and have them walk down to the ring and i would do full pay-per-views bro <laughs> like i would book the pay-per-views and i would have them like wrestle each other and do these crazy things jump off the the tv like doing swanton bombs and dumb but dude this is the best man and like Rudy said man where'd all that go <laughs> it was so simple it back go? Then. it's weird like like yeah you're right like where'd it go dude like this whole conversation has has been great. But it's been nostalgia and future mixed together and I'm all for it. So Marcus, come on. What? <laughs> come on, Marcus, bring it. I mean, come on. Come on with what? Toys? <laughs> I mean I get no, Huh? No, to- why do you, no toys. Why do you hate toys? Football? I, I don't hate toy again. Why are you anti-toy? I, I had toys. I just I didn't play with them. I guess my thing was always I had I always had to be 
again, doing something, playing something, or whatever. And again, I've always just had some sort of like my Super Nintendo. I still remember the first game I ever beat was uh, was Zelda. Uh, uh, what you call it? A Link to the Past. And I beat it because RJ helped me. RJ actually helped me out beating it at my grandmother's house, at mama's house, yeah. mind you. And I just I fell in love with video games. I've been playing video games since I was little. I've always played mostly single player games. Uh, anytime there was a single player experience, I played. And if there was a choice, if my brothers like Daniel. I uh, was real into also Hot Wheels and stuff like that. We played with cars and stuff like that every so often, my cousins. But anytime there was a game, I was playing. Like I loved playing video games to the point where I made sure that I was the one playing and nobody else. You know, and it's just something that kind of stuck. Like, I just play video games. You know, my Game Boy Color, my Game Boy Advance, I, I attribute to probably being the one of the systems that I just, I've played the most, you know. So I, I just always play video games, man. Not to Not to knock on toys, you know, because my ass probably would have, at the time, collected them and not opened the box. Still, I've always been like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. When I was little, because and the only reason I knew about boxes was because when we started frequenting frequenting GameStop over at the mall quite a bit, I remember the employee says, "Yeah, told my mom, yeah, you get more money if you trade in with the box or whatever, and if you ever want to trade in my mom, oh yeah, start saving your boxes." She told me. And when I realized that value equated to your boxes on the video games, I never, I always kept my boxes. I always threw my boxes. I always kept my boxes in a safe place. I kept them all the way into college and then they were thrown out, mind you. I was pissed. And I told, I've told the story before. I was pissed when I mean, these Game Boy Advance boxes were thrown away because I had over 20 of just Game Boy Advance boxes and boxes of N64, everything. I started, I started just collecting boxes, you know, early. And even Daniel still has, that's why Daniel still has those sealed toys, the Dragon Ball Z toys, because I told him, we, we growing up, I was like, no, don't open them. They're going to they're gonna get cheap. They're going to lose their value. Forget playing with them. No, you got to keep them to make sure that they, you know, might cost money or whatever. And yeah, we just started not opening our stuff. <laughs> Granted, we did play like board games and with Hot Wheels and I did play outside. Actually, I, actually there's a second thing. If I wasn't playing video games, I was actually outside, first and foremost. Um, our neighbor, Michael P., uh, who's like a brother to us, we were always playing, whether it was on the trampoline, playing tag, freeze tag, we were always outside. And which is strange because nowadays, you know, it's either, oh, everybody's inside, iPad, you know, we're dealing with the iPad era, the modern era, the touchpad, the, the, the touchscreen era. We know, well, we had video games, but we were all still outside, like my get out water, you know what I mean? Uh, you, you're thirsty, you drink out of that thing, you know, you you fell, you scraped your knee, you get back up, you suck it up, you're jumping into trees, climbing trees, you know, I was a climber, I climbed everything, I can get my, I can get a hold on, see how I can get, you know, fearless, and now it's like, dang, you know, you don't really see much of those things, now obviously everything, you know, like, nobody be, be, plays you know, with a stick anymore. No. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> I did have an imagination when it came to those things. Also, you know what I mean. Shoot, yeah. you should have seen us on trampolines, bro. We would wrestle on trampoline at Michael Peace. After that, we would name our finishing moves and stuff like that. Jump up real high, start kicking, and we get bloody and we get hurt, and you know what I mean. Like that's what yeah. we did. You know what I mean. And our imagination extended to that. You know, and even with like we would put like a uh what is it not a not a stick it was like it was like a rock was it a rock and if the, if the rock pebble touched you on a trampoline you're out you know stupid things like make up our own game and stuff like that uh, with us those were those were our shoes and i can Your tell shoes. you and i can tell you uh i don't remember what what omar's finishing move was mine was the spark plug no mine was the kill switch <laughs> mine was the kill, kill switch and and the spark plug was one of my other moves but then uh leroy had the ham busher 
and the uh, the annoying clutch. <laughs> I still remember those. The and Ricky bush. was the, the, uh, the annoying clutch. clutch. And the annoying clutch. Yes, bro. <laughs> Classic Leroy, right? Yeah. yeah. He always had the he always had the goaded names. He still has the goaded names, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're coming up here on an hour and a half. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you guys one question. Come on. It's gonna have two answers. And then I'm gonna wrap us up. Because we went so deep into small soldiers, who was your favorite commando and who was your favorite Gorgonite? Oh my god. Uh, uh let me go. Let me go. Who was my favorite commando? I'm gonna I feel, like, the, I feel like there's I feel like there's two obvious ones, but no, no, yeah, no, go no, ahead, go no, ahead, no, go no. Ahead. Fuck midship hazard. I'm gonna go Brig Bazooka because he was the dog. He got he, he was the one that got chopped his legs off in the in the, <laughs> oh, in the, in yeah. the bicycle, dude, uh, dude. Brig Bazooka and then midship hazard. Hey, don't worry, soldier. You'll be all right. Like, dude, midship, dude. If you had a major chip hazard, you were an asshole. You're vanilla, bro. <laughs> dude, dude, dude. Go ahead, go ahead. Really no, 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 has that trauma. <laughs> dude, you were a fucking asshole, bro. Like, to me, it's like, oh, like, I remember when I was a kid, like, oh, you have a Nick Bazooka. I'm like, bro, they were the heroes of the movie. Nick Bazooka and and uh, and uh, uh, Nick, uh, Nick Nitro and Brick Bazooka were the, the heroes of the movie. They were the ones that died. Yeah. They fucking died in that movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Nick, Nick like Nitro Nick, was my favorite. Uh, yeah, Nick, yeah, yeah. Nick Nitro was the Just because he was the, the demolition guy. Yeah. yeah. Nick yeah. Nitro. Was like, was like, he, was like, he was like, Nick Nitro. And he just, he was job was to blow his, himself blow up. Stuff like, up. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, like, they were the guys. They were the guys, dude. But, like, my favorite Gogo Knights were. No way. I like I, I like Insaniac a lot. I he mean, was my favorite. Yeah, he was my it, favorite. Yeah, Insaniac. But dude, I, I'm Slap still, I'm is, still... had probably the, the scene I enjoyed the most as a kid. And it and it was the dumbest scene, but I got a kick out of it every time. Is where he just kind of jumps up and starts ringing the bell. Sanctuary, sanctuary, ding, ding, ding. ding. He's, just, yeah. he's just like kicking ass. I, for whatever yeah. reason. I'm still an archer guy. I'm still an archer guy. Like, even though he was super weak, super fucking weak, I'm still an archer guy, man. He was still true to his true to his word. He was still true to his to his thing. Like, I, I liked him. Like, he he stayed true to his. He got fucking rocked, Marcus Enrico. <laughs> yeah, he got rocked. But I still liked him. But my favorite, uh, like he he was my favorite overnight, and my favorite uh, small soldiers were definitely Brick uh, Brick Bazooka and Nick Nitro. Fuck Major Chip Hazard, he was an asshole. Major Chip, dude, I still remember like the whole uh, the advertising for that stuff. They, it almost seemed like the 
the the commandos were the good guys you know they're on, they're on the poster oh, they're, yeah. they're they're the they're, they were showing them off in the previews the trailers i still that's, remember them that's, wholeheartedly that's what i'm saying bro that movie uh, is genius yeah dude, they made it like the good guys the, when the yeah. game came out for ps1 i played the hell out of it. i still remember like oh you know because everything everything that kind of come out I, I forgot what i played first but i always thought that the commandos were the good guys and then you it comes out the commandos are the big time assholes chip is a asshole dude and uh i, I hate uh, to interrupt mark because there was a there was a there was a game for that for that thing yeah for ps1 you never oh, played it oh never wow that's amazing wow dude no idea passed it played it again i be, be, being a i always played games and stuff like that growing up and and there was a small soldiers video game for the playstation one bro and wow I played the hell out of it, bro. And again, it was cool. It, it was very, very much like you would think it was third-person shooter, if you would. You would play as the different uh, Gorgonites or whatever. And like uh, Archer was one of the, the your main ones, and he just had like a little blaster. Pretty cool. I liked it. You know, it was one of the ones I played. I played on PlayStation <laughs> yeah, <laughs> before I broke dude. it. Dude, dude. But the, speaking of the PlayStation for me, the PlayStation. The PlayStation compared to the N64. Come on, Marcus. It's a different uh, console, right? Yeah. Like, like, are you are you saying in terms of of uh, that? The, are are you implying that the PS the PlayStation was better than the N64? Some games. Because as a whole, I'm sorry. I'm taking. I, I'm a Nintendo fanboy. Uh, I'm taking I'm, Nintendo I'm, ten out of ten. So so am I. So am I. I'm t- I'm picking Nintendo, but. N64, like, I mean, I mean, uh, PlayStation, dude, people rag on the PS1, but... Oh, dude, they had some... Uh, Sub-Zero yeah. had his, his own standalone game. I don't know if yeah. anybody's ever... Have you ever played that game? It came out for the N64 first, but I did play yeah. it for the PlayStation. And oh, that game yeah, was fun. I, no, Sub-Zero, the Mortal Kombat game? No, no, I'm talking... No, this game was called Sub-Zero. It was a storyline Sub-Zero yes. game. Yes, you I've, had, I've had. You played it? Fuck- Bro. Yes, on both consoles, on Bro. both of them, dude. They, they, they don't. It was called like mythologies, right? Is that what yes, it, that was? it's rough. It's rough. They should have never done that ever. I, I enjoyed it. I liked it. It was cool, man. You actually played. You actually got the story. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I, I died. Get that way. I fucking died in Fujin. I, I died uh, trying to, trying to beat Fujin on the PlayStation uh, version of it, and I hated it. I was just like. <laughs> I'm not that good. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm not that good. But I hated it. No, there, there was, there was some good games for the PlayStation. Yeah, another one yeah, I played sure. was called M. Well, the the game that caused me to break my PlayStation was a game called MDK. You broke it. I, 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 I've told that story in a previous podcast. Yeah, oh, uh, go ahead. I did have, I did have a, and again, that experience was was actually kind of like. One, I knew I had a temper tantrum. One and two, that I can't be doing stuff like that because obviously I'm gonna pay the price. And in this case, was I basically broke my PlayStation. I was playing MDK Part One. If you don't MDK again, third person, you're like a little alien, whatever. You have some cool low powers, and you gotta get through the map. And there was this one boss I couldn't beat, and I remember just getting so mad, dude. And it wasn't any, it wasn't anything like I didn't pick it up. No, I just I got up and I just made like a little fist. I I I just I 
banged on it. I banged on it. You know what I mean? On the top. <laughs> and when I banged on it, the game stopped. I tried turning it back on and off and it wasn't working. And I remember just being so mad and just like, I'm a, like, I, I've never felt so stupid in my life. I didn't tell my brothers. I didn't tell my mom. I didn't tell anybody, but I broke that. Thing. Yeah, dude. And then when my brother tried playing it and lo and behold, RJ again, RJ, try, RJ was trying to play it or whatever. And he figured out and he it wasn't working. It was it was done. It was it was done. And he goes, Well, maybe they just try doing some stuff. And RJ turned it upside down. He turned the place, he just picked it up, turned it on, turned it upside down, turned it off and on again. It started working. It only worked wow. if, if it was upside down from then on. Wow, that's <laughs> fucking crazy. Hey, hacks to why, you listeners out there. Why? Wow. I don't know, Rudy. I don't know, but I just remember because I was mad the entire day, Rudy, crying. <laughs> I was crying and crying and 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 I was mad. And so when I saw RJ, like I saw the know. RJ trick because we played PlayStation. We played games in RJ's room. RJ, RJ's room was, well, I don't know if you remember my house, the back door straight ahead where my mom used to sleep. That was RJ's room initially. So that's where we would play games. So I remember RJ just just turning it upside down and whatever. And I don't know what transpired him to do. I just remember this like like, like just like relief just flooded and i remember just like happy and oh my god i'm not gonna get i'm not gonna get my ass beat all these things it's okay and they never figured it out and i actually got to keep playing uh playstation by just turning it upside down and stuff like that <laughs> wow that's crazy yeah dude and so that was that yeah i learned a lot of lessons that day and i'm i was i was nine ten years old and and again this is when i realized that yeah i, I need to not obviously get angry and from there and keep in mind before that i, w I was that kid through controllers again six seven years old through controllers didn't care had no regard for my stuff after that experience no rudy never again i would I, and i would still get mad playing games sometimes because there was something i couldn't beat like uh, ninja gaiden was one of them uh whatever but i never threw my i would i would turn off the game i would go cool off for a little bit come back and i beat it again whatever i learned a valuable lesson that day which is i that's why i take care of my games I don't scratch them. I keep everything placed. I hate when my stuff falls, like this remote or whatever. Like it just bugs me. And yeah, it was because of that PlayStation experience. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you a story. You, you mentioned that that PS experience, and I hate to drag on this podcast, but when I was playing, uh, when I was playing the God of War, uh, the 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 God of War for the PS4. Yeah. If you haven't played it, go play it. And I'm, I'm, I know I'm preaching to the choir because you have, you guys haven't. I know Rico hasn't finished it or played mm -hmm. it. Go play it, uh, and go play it, uh, whatever, dude. I was finishing off the hardest boss in that game that you could finish, right? So there, there's this one boss that you that you that you have to play, and I did everything, and I. And got to that boss, <laughs> and I was playing it, and Vicky was watching me die. She was watching me die, and Vicky's my wife, listeners. She was watching me die, and she was just going, "Do you think you should give up on that?" <laughs> and and I was going, I was just fucking going, dude. Like, oh my god, you suck. And I was just, she was just going, oh my god, you're so bad. And I was just she going, adding food to the fire, huh? Dude, super. And normally I just turn it off. And I was like, and I turn it off. I am not going to stop this game 
until I beat her or whatever. Her it was, <laughs> in this case, it was her. It was a her, dude. See, I didn't beat. I didn't stop until I freaking killed that boss. Like, oh my god! And she was like, she was like, well, it was about damn time you you. It's like. P- uh, a podcast people would never understand. People would never understand. That's all I have to say. Like, oh my god, yeah. When when you got a boss turning your wife against you, <laughs> dude, it was. There's extra incentive to kick his ass or her yeah. ass, dude. It was horrible. <laughs> and I was there for a minute. I was there for a minute, Rico. I was there for a fucking hot minute. It was like, there's no way. There's no fucking way I'm gonna let this boss. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. I get you. Uh, yep, I get you. I remember. <laughs> I actually remember you telling me about the the god the God of War arc that you had and how Vicky would say like, "Oh, you're always playing that game." <laughs> Dude, she would tell me, "I played that game." Dude, if you haven't played it, I know you guys are gamers, but give it a try, gentlemen. Give it a try. Play it, my uh, Meta Ever Nerds. God of War is one of those games that you that you have to play. It's 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 just one of those games that you have to play. I agree. All right, right on. It's 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 one of those games that you have to play. My meta era nerds, like you have to, like it's just ah. It's an essential. To, yeah, I think I think it's it a is core, like, a core I, game. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those games that you have to just get through. Just ah, just push through it. I think you enjoy it. I think you would enjoy the saga. Just get through it. I got you. I think it's, I got you. I think it's, I think it's it, one of those games, and I think it's. I think. Uh, fuck. Uh, uh, Plague's Tale, right? The one yeah. of those games, Mark. Plague's Tale is one of the those that I, have, that I haven't played yet, which I will. Requiem? That's one of those. Or two? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Requiem. That's one. It's one of those games that, like, it's just one of those games, bro. Like, you just gotta get through. Gotta play it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, sure. yeah, like 2K, bro. Like, especially nah. if you got it for free. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to install it. Give it a shot, you know? Nah, Just for I, anyone I, out there. <laughs> it, it's a... Look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. For my for my guys, for my guys that don't want to buy it, like Marcus Villarreal, Big Boss 25, it's not bad. It's not a bad game. It's not, it's not a bad game. If you're a shooter, you're not a shooter. So you're good. <laughs> That's it, right there. Man, All right, well, I, mean, I, I, just, I probably like... just won't play it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't play it. Don't play it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're, we're coming in on uh, an hour and forty minutes, so I will give our last segment, which is, uh, as you guys know, every week we try to uh, give a shout out to someone special or something special, something going on, and uh, on we now. call that segment our hero of the week. Come on now. And I think that uh, this is a fitting one that I came up with today uh, because it uh, revolves around something that we all love. Uh, this week's hero of the week is a guy that goes by the name of Ralph Henry Bayer. I will be very impressed if you guys know who this is. <laughs> I do not. Zero percent. Zero percent. Okay, so real quick. Ralph... Henry Bayer is there there are some other people that have claims, but he is largely known 
as the father of video games because he is the first person that came up with the concept of being able to play these games not just on some kind of special system but being able to hook it up to a TV and be able to play it like within the confines of your home. And he came up with something called the brown box, which would become the blueprint uh, by something that was uh, licensed by Magnavox called the Magnavox Odyssey, which was, you know, the system that carried like the table tennis, Simon Says, hockey, football, cat and mouse, and kind of just opened up to this whole world of being able to play video games and like going from like pong and wipeout and volleyball to like the things that we're all talking about now like we're always talking about you know 2k we're talking about god of war we talk about all these kinds of games you know from our childhood coming up we talked a little bit about playstation n64 uh and like nowadays like the games that we play like look ridiculous play ridiculous uh, and it's uh, it's quite a time to be a video game fan. You know, there's something out there for everybody. Uh, we go through little droughts here and there, but like right now, especially with things like Game Pass, uh, we have we have all kinds of sales all the time on Steam. There's stuff like uh, what is the Humble Bundle where you can get all these kinds of games uh, at an affordable price. Uh, and you know, PlayStation also has their what PlayStation Plus, I think is what it's called. Where you are able to take uh play all these kinds of things uh so you know it's uh it's quite a time to be a gamer there's a lot of story stuff out there uh multiplayer stuff out there um so our hero of the week is henry ralph henry bear the father of video games that's awesome uh, wow i mean if there's anything else if there's anything else you guys want to say before uh, we have marcus sign us out i mean Oh, wow. Uh, the, only thing I, the only thing I want to throw out there is uh, thanks, Rudy, for being here with us. Uh, it was a great time. And I think we might have to add, like, we might have to have a new podcast or, you know, have a new segment of the podcast, either called, like, maybe Tipsy Tuesday, Sipping Saturday, or Fucked Up Friday, maybe. <laughs> that would be, that'd be great. I would Rudy. love that. Rudy, that, that'd, look, that'd be, yeah. Uh... Look, honestly, that'd be great. But... You're mentioning the father of video games, right? So I'm gonna just uh, give him a shout out overall, right? I don't know him, I don't know who he was, but I'm, I want to say thank you for uh, giving us this platform today that we have now. I want to give him thank you for giving us this, for allowing us to play dude all these games like dude I, I, growing up when i was when i was a kid I, my first memory of video games was i was crying you guys will laugh at this i was crying and i and i and i was uh my uncle he was I mean, he might have been six or seven and he was playing mario super mario brothers and he was trying to jump over bowser right yes mm-hmm yeah, he was he was trying to jump over Bowser, dude. That was my first memory of a video game. It was Mario Bros and Duck Hunt, right? So I want to tell him thank you for allowing us that are here to experience video games from the very beginning. But I remember, I I remember Pong. I remember. Uh, Man, you guys know the names more than me. 
what was the name of that of that video game where you jumped over the uh you jumped and grabbed the vine and you and you grabbed it and you jumped and then you grabbed the vine and which one is that it was old yeah super 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 very old you jumped and you grabbed the vine and it might have been a super uh, Maybe yes, but it was a super Atari game. Like I remember, like Jungle Hunt, Jungle Hunt. Yeah, Rind yes, I, yeah. yes. I remember it was a super, super, super Atari game. Like I was always super behind. Like I had a Super Nintendo, and I played Super Nintendo, and then like everybody else had a sixty-four. So I was always super, super behind. So like maybe Marcus, I'm gonna this. I think you'll like this. Maybe this is why today I'm always super fucked at. I'm gonna have the best shit when I can today. Mm-hmm. Can you? Can you like? Cause I get it. When I was when I was growing up, like I was always like I was always behind. Yeah. No. No. So, I mean, yeah. You. Yeah. You so, are... so. 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 So oh, today, yeah. I, today I'm always like, yeah, I am gonna pay twenty dollars. Like, fuck yeah, I am gonna like. That's me now today, cause I was always the kid when growing up. Like, uh, I didn't know the guy that you mentioned, Rico, but I was always the kid growing up. Like, but I was always behind, like maybe two generations or one generation behind. So that was me. That that was my. Uh... Oh, and uh, I I remember this one time. Marcus mentioned me like Rudy, like uh. Can you tell me this uh, super out there game that you played when you were a kid? And I mentioned him to, uh, I I told him this. I told him Super Widget. Remember Marcus? Super Widget, yeah. Super I, Widget. I and, it up and he looked it up, and I didn't make it up. And I, it was a su- Super Widget game. And I remember this game, dude. It was the man. I played it so much, and it was super trash. <laughs> but I loved it. I love this game, dude. Super Widget. Super Widget, yeah, little yeah. brown, uh, little little brown, little purple alien-looking thing. Yes, sir, yeah, the, 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 yeah, man, the, that was the one. And Marcus was like, "Oh my God, Rudy, you got me!" Like I remember, Marcus was like, "Rudy, that was the one game where you actually got me that I didn't know." I'm like, I, I still game, know, I, I still know what that game is, bro. <laughs> little naked. I'm looking at the pictures right now. A little naked pig-looking thing, and I don't even, I don't even know what it is, man. It's, no. I think I, I think we got it from like a from like a flea market. Like we ended up getting it from a flea market, and like me and my cousin just played it for the longest time. I don't think we ever passed it either. We never we never passed it, dude. Like, and then we ended up getting in. Uh, we ended up getting a uh, Spider Man uh, Carnage, the red cartridge, mm-hmm. which back then guys cartridges were the thing. Ended up getting cartridges, and we never passed it either. Which was just trash. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading here but, that Super Widget is way harder than God of War, supposedly. So I don't know, dude, man. Dude, Super, dude, Super Widget was was oh my god, man! Super Widget was something else. We we got pretty far in it together because back then you had to tag team. You had to tag team games. Well, at least I did. I don't know about y'all. No, yeah, and then there was also there was no concept of like, oh, you're gonna save your file with a lot nope. of games back then too. So you nope. had to a lot of these games you had to one run it. 
<laughs> so it was or, rough. Or, or get the code if it, sometimes they give you a code to save it because the cartridge will not save it. So oh, this is your save point. Write down the code and you write it down, whatever, and then that's how you. Do it. I remember. You would, I yeah, I would load it up. That's right. Ah oh, man, like that was crazy, man. Like, so, like I, th- I feel like the like the like the Super Nintendo era, Nintendo era was like some weird. Like to this day, Mark, I remember I would tell you like I'm playing Link to the Past. I still haven't passed it. I still haven't got. Oh my god, I feel like I should have already. <laughs> I still haven't passed it, dude. <laughs> to this day, I am 31 years old, gentlemen. To the Listener of the podcast, I not passed Link to the Past yet, ever, and I have it on Switch. That's Shingao. What, what, <laughs> what are we sorry. doing? We what are we doing? We need it. We all need to go play that game and pass it right now. What are we doing? I need to just get on it. Like I, I didn't bring my Switch. That's one. And Shingao, I just haven't passed it, dude. Like that game. That game is. It's a good game. Everybody that didn't play it, you go play it. Go play. Go play Link to the Past. I will 100% agree with Rudy on that one. Yeah. And and if you yeah. haven't played Super Widget, go go and try Rudy's first game. Game that I still don't know what the hell it is. Go try it out. Maybe let us know how it's like. But other than that, I think we're pretty much a wrap. I'm gonna go ahead and sign us out again. Like Rico had mentioned, Rudy, always, always a blast having you with us thank you for joining us again uh we love to talk and again you just make everything a lot better so we really appreciate your company thank you for joining us and we hope to have you again soon don't hesitate to ask and again or we'll ask you you're you're the guy who's always coming onto our podcast and and really enjoying and having fun with us so we really appreciate that so thank you again for joining us uh with that said uh anything else really before i sign us off rico anything else uh no sorry uh sorry guys for making this longer than it should have been uh next that time was we great will, we, we, no, will, hey, we will it's our podcast we do how we want <laughs> yeah uh, next time we will make sure make it a tipsy tuesday or tipsy thursday or whatever it might have been but we'll make it fun this was fun to me so thank yeah, you guys it was a great oh, time man. man yeah we we always we always have a blast and especially when you join us so thanks uh but again Thank you, guys. If you have not checked out last week's podcast, last week's podcast, we went over some new video game franchises, big news for Game Pass. And we even talked about a little reboot of The Office. So if you haven't checked that out, go ahead and go to our page. You can go through all our episodes and give us a listen. But other than that, thank you guys for joining us. And Rudy, thank you for being with us. Uh, You guys have a great night. Thank you. Mustard is the best.